Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. All right, Clayton, you and I are both sitting here. Ashley is not with us today. And so you and I have to um, to really pull all our opinions out. Uh, you mentioned in our last episode as we caught up with you that you uh, are going to kind of twist um, and turn our perspective to be more positive towards these situations. I can't wait. We need that. Ashley and I, you know... Um, we, we sometimes do get too critical uh, because we that, you know, that's where our opinions lie is in the critical pieces, not maybe in the positive. And so I'm really excited for this. But we open up this episode in Budapest. I thought it looked beautiful, Clayton. Um, absolutely gorgeous. I, in fact, I don't do it very often when I watch the show. 
but the first scenes, I was like, whoa, this place looks amazing. Yeah, no, it was, um, of course, most places that, that the show goes are absolutely breathtaking, yeah. right? I mean, they, they know how to capture the scene, set the stage. And, uh, you know, as a contestant or lead, you're you're walking amongst, you know, in this environment, you're thinking, and how blessed am I? How lucky am I to to be in this this environment? Um, and and it just puts you in this elevated positive mood, uh, and, and you just you're happy with everyone that's around you, and you're like, let's all do this together. Uh, and and I, and I love this, and I want this to never end. And then it hits you that it does end here soon, and the numbers are dwindling. And what started at thirty is now six. Uh, and yeah, that's that was where. Um, as we saw in the episode last night, uh, and, and I think it's interesting to jump jump into, you start seeing a lot of people or individuals start to start to want, like start to get a little nervous and a little maybe insecure and think, mm. this is an incredible environment. This is awesome. But like, there's not many people around here anymore when I look around. So things are getting real. Um, and I think we saw a lot of the reality of um, what happens when uh, things start getting serious. Uh, that's That was last night's episode. How are there so many perfect places to fall in love? In fact, I, every place we've been to this season has been the perfect place to fall in love. Is perfect? Is perfection that common? Well, I feel like society expects perfection to be common, right? Like we we expect it at all points, like uh, especially on TV, right? Uh, everyone wants to see the the perfect date and 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 have the individual say the perfect lines. It's just not real, though. It's not. It's not realistic. But. Um, yeah, when you watch like all these environments where where the where the, the 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 cast and the lead go, I mean, how again? I think you get overwhelmed by the environment that everything seems a little bit more elevated. Things mm -hmm. seem a little bit more special, um, and and so, but then you realize like when this ends, this is all gone. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's I think it's dangerous. Sometimes I'm like, hey, it'd be really nice to just fall in love in a supermarket because I can always return to a supermarket the next day, right? For the yeah. next 20 years of my life. But can I can I return to you know, these extravagant locations from the show? No, not so much. No, no not at all. Well, Greer's back. Um, she is quarantined successfully from COVID. Uh, Brooklyn is ready to take the next step in their relationship. She seems very excited for what is to come. Uh, and obviously hometowns is next week. So there is a lot in this episode. It, it does feel, um, pressure packed. Uh, I'll kind of guide us through the opening here. You know, Zach is, is obviously feeling the pressure, right? I mean, uh, you were just there. It's been years for me. And so this pressure this week, knowing that families are next week, is it, do you feel like there's, uh, you know, more pressure to it or is this just another week in the process of trying to find your per person? Well, a thousand percent, it's, there's more pressure to it. I mean, think in anyone that's listening to the real world application of this, uh, usually go on a couple of dates with somebody and, or maybe, I don't know, five, six, whatever it is. But then a big step in that relationship is, hey, uh, I want you to meet my brother or sister. I want you to meet my family. That's a big, big step. Um, so I think most people can relate to that. And that's where Zach, you know, his his mindset is I'm going to be uh, meeting some of these women's families and eventually they'll meet mine as well. Um, but, you know, time is of the essence. And I think uh, we, we got to see a glimpse of that uh, with the Greer situation where, uh, you know, and, and, and also with Zach, I mean, with COVID striking and having to quarantine uh, when time is everything and you have all these incredible people around you, but you're trying to get down to the nitty gritty and be like, who is really the person for me? You need every waking moment. 
so I think we saw that first and foremost was uh, that pressure build up. And I think Zach started to feel that in the episode where he thought, man, I, I need every moment, but I've been sidelined. And now I have another individual who's sidelined. How do I make this right decision? Am I going to make it off of a recency effect? The last person I saw that made me feel good, or am I going to so, you know, am I going to be able to make this decision off of how I felt a week ago? But as you and I both know, man, a week in, in the bachelor world, um, a lot can happen with every single conversation. So, you know, let's chat for a second about Greer. Obviously, in the episode, we see, you know, uh, that Greer goes home. She quarantines, shows up, goes home. Uh, are you surprised by this? Um, shocked by this? Let's take production out of it and say, why in the world did Zach just not say, Greer, hey, you weren't making it two weeks ago uh, or a week ago, you know? So don't come to Budapest or wherever you're hiding. Uh, it's not worth it for you. Yeah. You know, my thought was uh, based off of the interaction when I saw them first two come back together mm -hmm. uh, was that Zach was probably trying to see if that spark was still there. Um, and and so he I think also uh, maybe he felt that, hey, I, I got to give her a chance. Right. I can't just say, oh, sorry, you got COVID. So now it's over. I think, you know, Zach had had a strong connection with her early on, from what I recall, and, and thought, you know, there's something here. There was something here. Um, and, and I want to see if I, if I see her again after not seeing her for a week, what type of feeling am I going to have internally? Uh, and I can relate to that. I'm sure you can, too. I mean, I think about as hometowns, there was a week lapse between, um, you know, between being out in, in uh, Vienna, Austria for me and then all of a sudden hometowns. And so I did really wonder. I was like, OK, not that I need to base all of it off this, but how am I going to feel when I first see this person again? Right. Am I going to be just so giddy and jumping around and all that? Or am I going to just see them and go, hey, what's going on? And so I, I, I thought, in my opinion, that that's maybe what Zach was wait, waiting to see. If, if I see her, am I going to get giddy? Am I going to have this? Oh, I really, really missed you. And based off of that initial feeling, I will judge whether or not um, that we, we should move forward. And I, I just think that they met up and I, I started seeing it was like Zach was like, you know what? Writing's on the wall. I have these other connections. Um, and I just don't feel that we're on the same level, which is what he, what essentially what he said was I just have these, it was implying I have these stronger connections. Well, and, and let's just set the stage here then, because obviously we're going to talk about Katie's one-on-one. Um, but let's set the stage for, uh, the things I've criticized Zach for, um, mm -hmm. some of the things the public has criticized Zach for, but also, you know, praise Zach for, right? So I don't know if I'm in the majority or minority on opinions on Zach. Um, but his empathy to me seems lacking. Uh, I don't think he's a bad dude. And I don't think he's a bad bachelor. I've said that every episode. Uh, in fact, I do think, like you said, he is really concentrated on the connections he's feeling. And as soon as he doesn't feel something or doesn't know it's right, um, maybe that's what it looks like to us is he's just sending him home. Right. Uh, there isn't a part of this episode that I, uh, I did feel strongly, um, that his lack of empathy was being displayed and we'll get to that later on. But when it comes to these situations where he's waiting, um, to see if there's that spark, um, if he's, if maybe, you know, it feels like at times he, to me, um, is leading this with a strong and heavy hand, meaning this is his experience and those women are just along for the ride and it's who he wants and who he's feeling and everybody else is going to go home. Uh, you said you have some positive takes on this. I would love to hear them. Uh, so when I say these things, 
um, you disagree with me and I want to hear that. Why do you disagree with some of those takes? So I won't say an essay disagree. I just don't think we have a large enough sample size uh, to really truly judge someone's character. Uh, and this hits home for me because people said I lacked empathy and, and, uh, and it was true. I did lack empathy. Um, I lacked them in the critical moments. Uh, mm -hmm. What I found, though, is I, I, I didn't lack empathy in general um, as, a, as a human being. But when I needed to be empathetic most in that environment, I was not. Uh, and so I, I try to look at it like knowing what I ha would happen to me that when it comes to Zach, did were there certain play environment situations where he lacked maybe empathy in that critical moment? Yes, um, I could say that. Yeah, he, he looked, it appeared that way. Um, but was he empathetic, you know, the rest of the time that we didn't maybe see, he might've been extremely empathetic, uh, uh, and we just didn't see that. So, um, the only thing that I just ask people to do and hesitate on is, is what you're seeing, uh, again, might just be at the height at the moment when like, yes, he probably needed to be, um, you know, that, but he wasn't, but that doesn't mean he lacks it altogether. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that if somebody acts a certain way, loses their temper that they're 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 a person that has a temper right like i i see that a lot in the show people will go oh he lost his cool he's probably always like that or the, the audience goes to the extreme red flag he probably you know is abusive and it's like off of one incident um or maybe a culminate two or three from the show but i just that's where I, i'm like again withhold that judgment because you don't really know if he was maybe empathetic um, a little before that interaction and he just missed it in that moment. Um, so I don't disagree with you. I just feel that people are so quick to say, to draw conclusions based off of limited experiences. Uh, or, or, and that's, that's where I, I stay. I stand differently on that. I, I, I think with Greer. Yeah. I, I, she was very distraught obviously when he, when he sent her home, um, but I think also, too, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but maybe he feels that like when I make a decision, you know, I, I can't beat around the bush. I just have to come out and say it. I don't want to drag this out. Um, I'd be curious uh, how you approach that, because I'm very similar that way. When I've made the decision, um, I'm willing to listen and listen and be there for the for for the woman. But I don't want to drag it out um, because I don't want them to feel that pain for longer. So how would you, I guess, have maybe approached a situation such as that differently? You get really good at breaking up with people on this show. Uh, I will say, or you get really good or really bad. Like you get either better <laughs> over time or worse over time, whatever path you choose. I, I kind of went with the philosophy of like, let's rip the bandaid off. Um, you know, I do think there's a, a, a thing where timing is everything uh, and how you approach the breakup. You know, I, I never went with like the, um, the model of let's give all these compliments because they're true, right? I think Zach means it when he's like, you're a special person. Um, you're very, you're incredible, says all these things. And he's like, but I'm not feeling it. You need to go home. I never went with that approach because it, it felt dishonest a little bit to me because if I thought they were that incredible and if I thought like, I mean, I'm, I, I hope it's a given that I think any human breathing on this earth is incredible in their own unique way. Uh, I hope that's a given. I hope it was a given during my season, but I just kind of went with, Hey, like, we're not can, like, this isn't working. Right. Um, and if you think it is like, why do you think this is still working? Do you just really want to be around because it's cooler to be last longer on the show? Or do you really want to be around because you believe there's something here and then just pretty much end it. Right. Um, 
I guess it was easy for me because a lot of times I felt like I was sending people home after conflict. Um, and so it kind of was like, uh, like obvious that, Hey, this is no longer working. It really kind of backfired on me at the end, right. After I shared, you know, my emotions with two people, that was where I think I really failed at how I ended it. Um, so maybe I got worse over time. <laughs> my, my, in the path I took, but you know, I think, I agree with everything you're saying. I don't think it's ever fair. Um, it's We always say on this show, it's really hard to dislike somebody once you get to meet them. And there's very few people that I've met on this show that I would say, hey, I don't want to be around you ever again. Um, there's a few. Um, but it's very uncommon. Yeah. But as viewers of the show, and that's who listens to this you know, podcast, hundreds of thousands of people that watch this show, which is a big portion of who watches the show still. I think it's almost, I would say, I go back to you. It's almost impossible not to form your opinions from the show because rightfully or not, that's all you know and see. And you're watching the show to be entertained and to, and I think it's a compliment to the characters to really like get to know them and to like really start to like understand them. And there's been a trend with Zach where, you know, in tough moments when somebody opens up about insecurity, he says, Hey, we're gone. You're, you're gone. We're not feeling it anymore. And and I think that's where the criticism lies. Cause that's all we know at this point about him. Like I would, I'm sure I'll meet Zach one day and I'll be like, Hey, you're exactly who I thought you were. Right. You're mm-hmm. yes. You're, you're tough on the outside. You're a big softy. You're a nice dude. You care. You're intentional. But all I know from the show, from what I'm watching, this small sample size is that like, Hey, you, you kind of blotched it. It felt like when things got hard, yeah, and I I get that, right? Uh, and I and I would say this: I'm not telling people to not have any emotional reaction, right? I'm not saying, ah, oh, you got to withhold all your emotion. I just think that we go people go to the extremes, right? You know, like drawing these conclusions that, um, and I, I think we'll discuss this later. I know it happened last week, but like his, his Zoom call, but to to draw to 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 have you know that situation play out, and then for people to say he seems like a terrible person. Uh, he, and, and uh, I would never d- want to date a man like that. Like these are the comments I saw online. And I thought, you know, this is, these are extremes. Like we need to uh, have yeah. an emotional reaction, but like, let's not have, let's not go to this, this far to the left or right. Like, I'm just saying, can we bring yeah. it all together and can we hold accountability so that people don't feel it's okay to say these extremes? Cause you know, the, the leads see those extremes and then we start to believe the extremes. So mm-hmm. I'm, it's more just me saying, like, I just think people need to be hold themselves more accountable and others need to as far as let's not jump to the extremes. You can have an emotional reaction, but let's just not go to that 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 that, that degree, because I think that that's where I, I feel a lot of viewers, um, they, they get a little bit too emotional and they go absolutely berserk on social media. And that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. With that, though, I also think as well, I mean, I, I try to, having been the lead, I try to say, well, what, what maybe Zach already made his mind up with this individual as far as like, they're going to, I'm going to send them home. Good point. Then they come to him and they, and they, they open up and they have a very vulnerable moment. Now you're in a predicament as the lead. Your thought is, is okay, they just really opened up to me and they were vulnerable. So do I keep them now? Because if I send them home, I look insensitive, but I also already made my decision to send them home. So now you're in a, you're in a bind. And, and, and again, in the real world, if someone came to you and that you might, you might give them, you might, you know, console them. And you're like, I don't need to break out with them today. I can wait a few days. 
in this environment, you don't have the time. It's like, I got to give out roses tonight. And you came to me with something very vulnerable, but I already had made my mind to break up with you. So I, I need to console you, but I also, I have to send you home. And that's where I think it can be viewed as insensitive. But to me, it's more a matter of, well, yeah, Zach, I mean, the only person you can ask is him. Like, did you already make your mind up before that? Because if you did, then what was said, I mean, you could have consoled them, but you are, you knew anyways, like I have to send somebody home tonight. And unfortunately I already made that decision. That makes a lot of sense. The extremes never welcome, right? You yeah. like the extremes are not helpful here, but I think being like, you know, try, you know, analyzing the situation is kind of fun and it's why people watch the show, but then you're right. Like maybe he did already make up his mind. And if that's the case, like, I think you and I would both say that's a positive that he is so decisive in who he knows he wants and he doesn't want because it's happened multiple times now. And maybe he just has the worst timing when it comes to when people are opening up to him than any bachelor ever, because multiple times it's been in these moments of vulnerability. He's like, wait, I came into this knowing and preparing myself to say, this isn't going to work. And now I have to balance that with the fact that you just laid your heart out to me. And this is not easy on either of us. Well, the first date is with Katie. It's a one-on-one. Uh, I think since the beginning, um, you know, Katie's been a, a, like the a, definitely at the top of Ashley and I's like um, list for who he could end up with. But she's kind of been yeah. sneaky. Like she hasn't been the biggest voice, the most loud voice, um, or the place that maybe the connections have existed um, the most within. Uh, lead us through this date, Clayton. Kind of what you were seeing, what you experienced, where you think this will go. Yeah, so I, I I tend to agree with you with you too. I could just reading the screen and, and looking at their connections. She seems very comfortable and confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I in contrast to some of the other reactions I was seeing from the other women, um, and so I, I feel that she's in a spot where it's it appears she feels like she can authentically be herself. Um, she's she's not outwardly at least struggling. It looks like with any internal negative thoughts that may be manifesting. She just seems to be there and confident. And when the two of them were, were, were talking together at, at, you know, throughout the date and even at the night portion of the date, it was, um, you can just tell there's, there's a ton of chemistry there and there's so much confidence um, that they both, they, they just seem like they can, you, there, there's that aura. I mean, I almost thought I watched it and I was like, this just seems like it's on another level. Um, not, there's still time left and these other women can, can make, you know, a push towards the end, but it just seemed like there was this, there was this different level and, and, and feeling between those two. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's where she shines is that she's, um, you know, she's just in the moment with him. And, and I think she feels very confident and she's not questioning, um, you know, the other women that are around or, or where she stands in the equation. It just, it appears that she's very much just like, I'm focused on him. And when I'm with him, that's all I, see and and i feel good with where we're at and um what did you think what were your what were your thoughts on those interactions yeah you know i thought i thought the most telling moment uh was when zach you know when when she's explaining her childhood and and how difficult it was and Mm -hmm. probably how hard that was for her again i always think of how difficult that has to be when there's cameras around and you're in a kind of an unfamiliar environment Mm -hmm. and he's consoling her and he's like kind of whispering to her, you know, and he's telling her these things like, hey, it's OK. Like what I felt like he wanted to do there was be like, girl, I love you. 
Like, it's really okay. Like, I can't say this to you and I'm going to try to whisper it so nobody can hear it, but these mics are pretty good. So they pick up on everything. But like, <laughs> I felt like he at that moment, and you're right. I think it's a very special connection. I think he wants to tell her more than what he feels like is appropriate to tell her right now, which is probably very smart. But in that moment, I felt like he was like inside being like, I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say this. And all I can say to you is, Hey, I'm here. You're here. Like, we're good. We're, we're going to be okay. Um, and so I felt like that was the moment that where I was like, this, this is, this is different than every other, you know, for as much as I would say he's maybe lack the empathy when he wants to break up with somebody. And again, it might just be terrible timing every time. This is like the reverse where it's like, no, when he really cares, like he's leaning in. Um, but he, he still is putting up boundaries because maybe, it's not appropriate to say everything he's feeling right now. Well, because you know that every word you say is going to be recorded and it's going mm -hmm. to be put out there. And uh, and you feel you have to be cautious because this is a dynamic that I don't think many people that, uh, you know, viewers of the show realize when you date multiple individuals, unless anyone else has had experience with that. I never dated multiple people at once. Um, so, but when you do that, you realize that that word will travel back, word will, word will get back to other individuals. Mm -hmm. And so if I say this, what is going to be the ramifications of making this comment? And I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It definitely felt like he wanted to say more, but mm -hmm. he was in his head at the same time thinking, if I say this, what is going to be the ramifications? What are the other women that are still here? If they if it gets back to them that I said this, what is it going to do to those connections? Mm -hmm. um, and so this this withholding uh, is is due to the external factors and the other play, you know, other individuals in the equation. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. Great, great pickup on that. Because I, I, I when you say that, I, I think the same thing. I'm like, yeah, no, he wanted to say more, but he was cautious because he thought this could end up. If I say this and things change in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. Who, who, who like then, then am I going to have to answer to this down the road? Because he's watching the show right now with all of us. Right. Yeah. As yeah. is if he's with somebody, they're watching it too. So this is where he, he probably in that moment was thinking, if I say this, you know, this many months later, that my, if I'm with somebody, this person could see it. And then mm. they're going to say, well, you didn't explain, you didn't tell me about that. So what's this about? So I, it's, it's, this it's, I don't want to say calculated, but just cautious. Yeah. And I, and you're right. Yeah. I think he had, he had that. Yeah. You have to kind of be both. You have to be a little calculated in what you say and don't say, and then you have to be cautious. Also, I always think it's interesting to watch this week's episode because what viewers don't know and see is that we're halfway through filming at this point. And so Zach is also sitting there and the women are sitting there going, okay, we've been here a long time. It feels like, right. We've, this has been a month of a journey and we're only halfway through now. It does feel like we've really narrowed it down to only four women in hometown start, but hometowns uh, is the second half of filming for the show. And so they all know there's a lot of time left. And there's a lot of things that can happen in this amount of time. And now after hometowns, you start spending a lot of time, which each, each of the people left. And yeah. so there's also that in the back of your mind where you're like, Hey, this feels like we're a long ways off, like from the beginning, but we're only halfway done. And, and like from a viewer's perspective, you're like, no, there's down to four. We only have, you know, this many episodes left, but these episodes now take longer to film. And so there's a lot more time and a lot more dates and a lot more experiences. So that's on the back of your mind too, probably as a lead. That's such a great point that needs to be emphasized is 
Yes, everyone from a, if you look at it from a show number standpoint, you're like, we're mm-hmm. almost at the end of this whole journey. But the reality is, is you're kind of at the halfway point in the, sh- from a, if like from within that environment, mm-hmm. you still have so much time left and now you have a fraction of the people left. So you've those, you feel that you have a, an infinite amount of time now, or at least not infinite, but so much more than you first did. Um, yeah. And so you, you realize like so much can happen. So how I feel today who knows two weeks from now, I know that it seems like we're tailing on the end of the season from a viewership standpoint, but yes, as the leading contestants, it's like, now you're getting into like just the halfway point. Um, and it's really great to know that because that's, that's the mindset you have is there's still yeah. so much time left. Um, whereas everyone that's watching is saying, no, there's not, we got three up ep- three or four episodes left. You better mm-hmm. hurry up and tell, tell them you love them. It's like, yeah. again, we're, we're, there's, there's different times occurring between the, from the, what the viewers are seeing versus what, um, people that are within the environment are. So that's, that's a really great point. Yeah. So then we move into the group date. Uh, the group date, uh, is now magic. Uh, last week, you know, <laughs> we did a different form of magic. Magic was a conversation we had last week. Um, it's, it's cool. There's not a lot to me that happened during this group date. I don't know if you disagree, but I'd say one thing that came up for me was I never had a group date that I can remember so much emotion happening on. I I did have one in, in the Bahamas, uh, where I think I focused on like my favorites more than everybody else. And everybody kind of picked up on that. And, um, I thought I was going to lose half the cast um during one evening which i had that was very stressful um (laughs) but that was emotion for a different reason this this group date for as goofy as i would say it is with the magic stuff it felt like women took it very serious and like really read into it yeah well okay so this is the thing i mean i don't know as as a viewer i was a little skeptical of the magician Mm -hmm. man i thought come on like is he actually putting the hearts on their hand is he actually getting the words that are in their head I will say this. Let's just let's just say that 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 was in fact all very much reality. If this man was guessing the words that were in the heads of these women, which what they were writing on them were very vulnerable words, right? They were they were you could say insecurities. So if that was in, in fact authentic, I would imagine if I was in that position as one of the women and I wrote my insecurity and I showed it, or he and he said it and I showed it and then they matched up. I, that would just start a tailspin. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. like that would be, it'd be a trigger. And I'd be like, Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. like, how did he know this? Like it, I must be, am I showing this? And then I'd be yeah. thinking, you know, if I was one of the women, I would be like, is, does Zach see this? And if mm-hmm. I don't figure this out now, is it going to be over soon? Like my insecurity is, is out there. And it, apparently it's, it's this, this magician found, figured it out. So how, like I would be just in this constant downward spiral from that point forward of, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that this must be more apparent. I thought I was hiding it well. I didn't realize that this is so very apparent. So um, I, that's what you saw, though. Uh, you yeah. saw, um, you know, Gabby had mentioned that she was kind of uh, Gabby. Charity was another one. Uh, all, all of them, Cat, Cat's response. And, and I, I don't know if we want to dive into that one specifically, but sure. um, all of them had these vulnerable moments. And then, of course, like, the the date ends, but they're they're just starting, right? Their, their brains are just starting to go oh my gosh, like, how did he know that? Is this affecting me? Is this why I can't, you know, get to that next step? Um, But now like, you know, and now Zach's aware of it. So how's he going to respond to it? Um, And that puts a lot of pressure on him. I think like Katie, I I do kind of bring that up. Um, They asked if, if, you know, if, 
know, the magician asked if, 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 uh, you know, she was ready to have Zach meet her family. And she, and she said, yeah. And then she said, she kind of hesitated and goes, well, and then got very emotional. Um, and as we saw later in the episode, it's like, she was, you know, she, she was bothered by the fact that she had now brought this up and then, uh, and then it was like, okay, how's that going to feel about this now that I hesitated that, you know, I, I was vulnerable, but now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. questioning and then I almost did walk away, but it wasn't because of our connection, it's just because it's been overwhelming. So, uh, that magician, oh man, I mean, just got into the heads of, of these, these, I guess maybe literally as, as he pulled out the words, but that just started the beginning of the tailspin of a lot of, I think, their insecurities. And so um, I think that's why you saw so much emotion, because then it became this internal struggle with each of them. That might be it, right? Um, and we won't know. But for the fun of the show, let's assume that all this was very real and happening, like <laughs> you said. Uh, it would freak me out. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think I would enjoy it. I think I might be emotional just based on the fact that this was freaky. This is weird. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it did for is maybe goofy or is weird or whatever you want to say. It did bring out emotion, which I do think is helpful in this experience. And then we have the after party um, where, you know, we already talked about Greer. That's already, you know, a thing that we've discussed. Um, but there there seems to be this now disconnect with Kat, who has always been at the top of my board when it comes to who I thought you'd end up with at the end. It feels like this whole episode, um, she's telling him, hey, I'm in it for you, but this is hard for me. And he just doesn't feel to be reciprocating those same feelings any longer, which is weird for me. Uh, I really thought that he was like obsessed with her. Yeah. Well, again, I I know that I could speak on this and I don't know if you if you if you want to again to go back in that situation, because, you know, with you being with somebody, it's a little bit different to go back and recount. But um, what I can say is, like, I think you can start off out the gate with really, really strong connections. And then over time, some people just take a little longer to warm up, but then they start picking up steam and then they you're like, wow, I really like this person. They were just, um, you know, maybe they didn't come out the gates firing, but now I'm getting to know them. And it's starting to, I'm really starting to like, to like what I see. And that's, that's what I got from the impression with Kat was she came out the gates hot. Right. And um, they had this very strong connection, but then maybe some women were more reserved. Um, They started to let down their walls. And that's where I think Zach was like, okay, I, you know, I, I I was able to get through to this person quicker, but now I'm seeing this person. I really like what I'm seeing. So uh, that's, I, I just think that's where the steam ran out uh with with cat was is that he really loved what he saw but then others started to show their true selves and then he he, that just that that gap started to close and eventually got beyond that so um i i can attest to that there were plenty like i mean again yeah you look at like first impression roses you know for me it's like i had a first press rose gave to teddy and then um it just flamed out towards the end because i just started to see more of everybody else and i th- i thought okay like i didn't see this night one but i see it now two three weeks in so that's just what can happen in that environment and i think that's where zach's making these constant decisions every time he's he's in these environments of yeah do i still feel this way about her but i think they lost that spark yeah i i can relate with that i think more for me uh i think i had it both right like people that I didn't even really know where on my season for the first two weeks. Somehow on week five, I'm like, wow, this is great. This is working out. Uh, And then people that I really maybe noticed on night one, 
within a few weeks, I was like, maybe we don't have what I thought we had. So I get that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still surprised by it because I did think Cat was was somebody if I I think I put my I think I made a bet with Ashley actually about Cat that she would be there in the final three. I'm gonna lose that bet now. Oh, I was gonna say what'd you what'd you bet? Uh, I don't I think five bucks. Um okay. or, man, yeah. don't 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 ever put too much on it. Yeah. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we'll move into the part of this episode that I thought was just really weird. Clayton, I thought it was very odd. The Brooklyn one-on-one date. Okay, Gabby gets the group date rose from that group date. She's mm-hmm. going to be around for next week. Um, yeah. Not a shock really to anybody. But now we move into Brooklyn one-on-one. Walk us through this date. Well, I'm curious what you found, what you thought was weird about it because I, I thought it was a cute date. Um, you know, they start off riding bikes. Uh, yeah. And uh, and, and are, are going around the city, and it, and it seemed like it was just a nice, carefree, fun date. They both seemed to be vibing well. Um, you know, then they go to the to the bathhouse. Uh, seemed like a lot of bathing going on in this yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> very clean. Maybe they're trying to cleanse themselves of the spells <laughs> and the magic and all that. Yeah. But um, or, or or to prep, yeah, to, to bathe before fancy suites or hometowns, whatever. So. Um, but they go in that they meet the couple in the in the bath. Um, yeah, I almost said bathtub. I guess is it? It's called a bathhouse. Bath yeah, yeah, okay. Bath okay. Um, and so they meet the couple, and uh, and they had a nice little playful interaction as they're as they were sitting there talking, and then um, and then they went off on their own a little bit. And I I thought it was, I guess not weird. I don't know. It seemed it, it seemed pretty par for the course. I mean, I'm curious when you say weird, what what did you pick up on it? Because I. I thought it was. I thought there was chemistry there. Again, I think this just comes down to um, it was probably a little bit too late, uh, a little too late. And I think Zach really liked Brooklyn a lot, but just um, was was looking for that that extra wow or or this is going to mm-hmm. change the way I feel. Um, and early on in the date, you see it seems like there's a lot of you know there's a lot there's a lot of chemistry, and then all of a sudden you get to the end, and you're like, whoa, what happened to all the chemistry? Well, I think again, decision D Day came around the corner but but what what, what did you see because you're you're saying that was you were a little it was a little off so um what what did you pick up on well i'm with you where the date portion seemed fine those i i even kind of skimmed through those that like morning per like portion of one-on-ones just because i i'm more interested in the conversation that will happen in the evening because they're fun and they're fine there is chemistry um and and they look like they're having a good time together. I am interested this season where like the producer said let's let's bathe so often and then also let's connect them in the bathing situations with people who are like older and wiser and have been through stuff together. Um that must have been a theme this season is to just implement Zach with as much wisdom and like insight as possible. Yeah, I guess they're baptizing him or something. Yeah, they're cleansing <laughs> him of of all his wrongdoings, but <laughs> or, you know, uh, but I think going back to 
I think it was the evening portion that was confusing to me. Because if we go back to the perspective that that Zach has been very decisive and who and why he's sending people home and he's doing it, you know, because he's keeping the connections that he has, then are we saying that he knew going into this one-on-one with Brooklyn that this was going to end this way? Um, and if if it's not that, and you and I want to know, like, do leads go on these one-on-ones saying, hey, this is kind of a make or break in my mind. Like I'm asking this person to go on a one-on-one at this specific moment in this time, because if it's not like it's good and it's fine, but it's not great yet. And maybe this one-on-one can change that. And if it's not, then, you know, this is my way of telling them goodbye at the end. Uh, for, for my perspective, I did that once where I had somebody on one-on-one kind of feeling that way. And I just, we had had such a good time together that I wanted to do it in a one-on-one more than I wanted to do it uh, at a rose ceremony, I guess. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe like it would just be a more respectful way to do it. But did you ever do that? Is this common? Well, I was going to say, just to jog my memory, did did he, he got emotional when he sent Brooklyn home, right? He did. Yeah, he did. He he got flustered, I would say, like emotional and like flustered. He, He had to take a breath, which is where I think for me, the weirdest part of the whole thing happened where he got up and walked away from the table in the midst of a, a very heavy, a very like vulnerable moment. He said, I need to get a breath. And then he came back and like, I just felt like that was weird, Clayton. Like, I don't know about you, but when somebody's opening up to you on this, on this show in these moments, like you and I don't have the right or ability to get up from that table. Like, even if we have to send them home, like a breath is not something that we, we are privy to. You have to either lean in and be like, hey, let's like think like, I don't know, like I appreciate hearing all this. And I know like this was hard for you to do on national television, um, but I'm going to sit here with you right now and say as much as I respect you as a person, this relationship isn't feeling what I thought it was. It just felt sudden, odd and like out of nowhere to me. Yeah. So I think what happened was Zach started having second guesses with Brooklyn. I think I think I think Zach just my opinion. I think Zach came into it and thought, um, I kind of already have my mind made up with who, who's going to hometowns because again, like I, I don't think uh, you, and you can attest this uh, going to hometowns. I knew um, almost, I was almost positive who the four would be, but there was, I was a little hesitant um, with like the last, the last two individuals. And so I was, I, I, I did have a decision to make that week as far as, okay, I know these, these two are going to, going to definitely be there, but what about the third individual? I don't know. Um, and so what I think happened was Zach went into that date thinking I, I, I'm going to have fun with her, but like, I'm not, it's just, there's not enough here and we're going to, you know, have to move on. And then what happened, I think is he started to second guess and, and stepped aside and thought, I, I don't know, like maybe I do want her to go to hometowns, but then he, he steps aside. And of course you can't say this to her, but he probably yeah. step aside and think, okay, now if, if I'm, if I'm second guessing and she's going to make it to hometowns, then who's not going to make it to hometowns now. So I had this list, you know, this, these, these, these four individuals. Now I'm, I'm I might plug her in. So who am I going to pull out uh, of, of that spot? So that's what I think might have happened to him. Um, and, and I'd love to hear, you know, if, if you had a similar situation, I did uh, between bringing um, whether I was going to bring uh, Serene to, um, you know, or to hometown or no, sorry, I'm, I'm going, I'm a week ahead here. Um, whether uh, I was going to, uh, I think it was between Teddy and Eliza um, to bring them to like my hometowns. It was 
it was I was back and forth between do I bring one of those two and, and someone in my in my final four I don't bring. Um, and you start to realize like some of these individuals, I would be proud to like meet their family and have them meet mine. So it can become overwhelming as you get in this situation where you're like, and standing in front of me right now, I can see a future with you, but I have other people involved. I think he just had second guesses and, um, and that's where he heard. So um, I know, cause I've, I was, I felt that similarly, but did you ever, did you ever have that? Or did you feel that? Yeah. You went into it and you're like, I know this is where I'm at with each of these people. And after the date, your, your opinion was validated or did you ever have those moments where that the the date caused you to make a 180 and and flip the script? Sure, make a 180 and flip the script. Uh, definitely, okay. uh, dates one on ones especially were always big for me. I think with this situation, um, and I could be in you know, it was it never happened to me in my life where I've gone on a date and somebody's been vulnerable with me, um about like real life stuff. And that's, that's like made me less confident in my relationship with them. And it felt yeah. like here and she's opening up and telling him all these things. And if he had any questions in his mind, in my mind, I'm going, if I was at all interested in this girl romantically, her telling me her life story and the way that she is would make me feel even closer to her because she obviously cares to share this with me. And so I'm just confused on at what point during this conversation, something hit his head where he's like, yeah, I'm not into this anymore. Like this, this, how has this, the script has changed. And now I'm less confident in our relationship than I was before, because all she's doing is deeply expressing the pains and the struggles of her childhood and what's led her to where she's at today. And then all of a sudden he goes, I need a breath, comes back and breaks up with her. And I'm going, that never happened. That's never happened to me on the show or in real life. Yeah, I, I think I people had kind of called me out for doing things uh, similar. So I guess I can speak to this a little bit. Um, maybe, I don't know if you want to call it, yeah, lack of empathy. Uh, I, I think what what ends up happening, what happened in my mind in those moments when someone shared something and, and people go, he's not crying or he's not consoling them. Mm -hmm. He seems cold. Uh, you know, why is this? It's because you know, I had either already felt that pain. Like I had already lived that as far as like the breakup, I had already lived that mm. experience. Like I, I, I had struggled behind closed doors and was like, I already made this decision in my head. So I already felt this pain. So you didn't, so because I, I had to make this decision because there's other people here. And so these, the individuals I, I want to move forward with this person, I can't. So there's this closing off and shutting down. And, and it's not, it's something that again, I, I think, uh, is it a lack of maturity? I, I don't know. It depends on the individual, but for me, it was lack of maturity. Um, but you, when you make this decision, you shut down, you go, okay, I made my decision and I can't allow myself to be emotional because I may make it an emotional based decision. And rationally speaking, I've made this decision to, um, end things with this person. So I, I, I have to shut down the emotion. I have to just cut it off right here. I cannot allow it to drag on. Um, and, and I think that's, that's again, me giving the benefit of the doubt, uh, to Zach and, and, and it's, of course, like his, whatever he says is, is what I would, I would choose to believe as far as how he reacted. But my thought is, is that he was like, I just made this decision and like, I'm getting emotionally invested and I have to protect myself because I'm afraid I could make an emotional based decision and maybe possibly keep her around or like get tied up and, and, and then give her a rose. And now all of a sudden 
okay, if I give a rose in this moment out of emotion, now what about the other people that I already made a decision on? I just, just, it's just never cut and dry, I guess. I don't, I know that's my thought is maybe he just felt like I have to shut this down. And he closed off and was like, this is done. This is over. And yes, he could have been more consoling and, and, and could have been more caring. Um, but sometimes I think we, uh, maybe I'm not going to say just as men, but sometimes we can just shut down and when it's done, it's done. And we're just, we, we just are like, I have to, this is it. Like, this is it. I, I don't want to open this back up. I think it goes to our two points. One, I might think that Zach has the worst timing, not to his <laughs> fault. I think he just has right. like, I think like there's many situations now where either he, his timing and like how people are expressing themselves to him and when he's already decided what's going to happen might be the worst I've ever seen on, on this show. Like he, he might just be getting like, I bet he's laying in bed at night. Cause I remember these thoughts being like, goodness gracious. Like I can't, seem to like catch a break here like every mm -hmm. time i've made up my mind which is hard to do in itself to send somebody home that you respect and care about they're also using that time to like really pour themselves out to about their life and then i have to end it like send them home like that, yeah. that i'm I'm guessing at some point and maybe when we get them on the podcast i can ask them like how many nights did you spend going goodness i can't catch a break like this th there's not been one easy one here well, and two, I'll, I'll say this, that something just popped up in my head. There was somebody that opened up on the show uh, to me. They got very vulnerable. I was going to send them home that night, but I didn't because they got very emotional and vulnerable. And I was like, I cannot send them home right now. I'm going to keep them um, a, a little while longer. Uh, and that came back to bite me. They ended up uh, stirring up some drama in the house. Uh, they ended up, um, like I also just was like my opinion, my, my feelings on them didn't change. I still was like, I need to send them home. So it wasn't fair to, for, to keep them longer. Um, and so this is, this is what happens where it's like, I, I mean, I did, I kept somebody around and said, okay, I, I'm going to hold on to them because I can't cut, I can't break things off right now as they're opening up to me. Mm. Uh, what ended up happening? I kept them around longer. It kind of backfired. They, they, they started to stir up some drama in the house and, and then, uh, and then I also just kept them around knowing I was going to send them home. I, like my feelings didn't change and that's not fair to that person. Right. To just like make them think, Oh, I stayed another night. There's a chance when it's like, no, I kept you because I didn't want to like, as you're opening up to me to say, Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. And I really feel for you, but I can't give you this rose. Yeah. So it's just like a really weird, hard environment because again, in the real world, you could just maybe wait a few days and, and pass yeah. off. But in this environment, it's like, you got other people involved. So okay, if you keep this person around, what's going to be the, what's the cost, right? What's the cost to doing that? Yeah. Well, either way, it's a shocking breakup. Um, you know, no matter how you look at it, it came out of nowhere. It was surprising. Um, and so we end this episode, Clayton, um, with Ariel, Gabby, Katie, Charity, uh, keeping roses, going to hometowns, Cat uh, is asked to go home. Again, we've already talked about kind of how I feel about that, that it is shocking. It is emotional. It was unexpected. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Clayton, uh, we have headlines to break down. Uh, and so let's jump into those now. But before we do, do you have a, let's say now, because there's only four left, a top two that you really think uh, will be there at the end for Zach? And then, and then I want to know, who do you think will be the next Bachelorette? Who, what season are you going to go on? <laughs> Nobody wants me to come back. That'll, that'll be a jump scare if, if they see my, my, my head pop out the limo and be like, round, round three. <laughs> Third time's a charm, baby. Let's do it. Um, so I think Katie is, is in there. No doubt. I'm going to say Katie Gabby. Um, I think those two are definitely, um, I think those are the final two. I just, just the vibes I got. Um, I think, and so we'll see, I guess if I'm, if I'm wrong, wouldn't be the first time. So that's, what's your final two? Uh, I would say you're, you're spot on. Okay. Um, I don't know. I might Gabby, um, and charity are right up there together with me. Like, I think, I think they're the, I think they're the three right now with Katie that I'd say could be there. Then I think Kat's the next Bachelorette. I think it's, I think it's very clear to me that she will be the next Bachelorette. I bet they announce her very soon. Um, okay. I guess you're just not, yeah, you're not, you're not paying attention to, or you're not looking at all the chatter online. I know there's certain people that think other people may be it. I've, I've heard, I, I've heard it could be possibly charity, but I, I don't know. I mean, I. Well, we don't know if she's I, gone or not. She might be with Zach. So I can't even put her in the in You're the right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, one thing is for sure is you can't trust what you see online. And um, I think in these final four, uh, I could see any of them vying for that spot. So um, who knows? I guess we just, I'll just wait and see as opposed to just spouting my mouth off. Well, for who we know has been not with Zach at this point, because I don't know, and I don't read spoilers, because that makes this show and this job very hard to not say yeah. things that are um, that I know already. Uh, I think Cat has to be up there, and then we'll see how the weeks go on. Well, uh, we're jumping into headlines. The first headline is about you, Clayton. We've already talked about it in our previous episode, catching up with you um, about your time with Rachel and being with her um, and the almost famous family uh, in California. It was great to have you there. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing it. Um, yeah. And if you want to read about Zach's or about uh, Clayton's uh, time with Rachel, you can go back and listen to the last episode. But our next headline is about um, our current bachelor, Zach. Zach responded to all the backlash over that tense Zoom date with Greer. Now, we spoke a little bit about his relationship with Greer. This is what Zach says, Clayton. Watching it back, I completely empathize. With her, Zach said, I think she was really just trying to connect and relate with me when I had COVID. And really, I was just already frustrated with everything, kind of, you know, going on. You know, I definitely could have delivered my sentiment in a lot more of a respectful way, in a calmer way. It was just one of those conversations that was just off. No excuse, he says. I should have responded better. So I totally, totally, 100% get where she's coming from. What do you think of that? I think, you know, based off of his response right there, um, 
I, I can, I can forgive him for that and say, Hey, like that's, that's, that seems like a sincere apology. And, and I agree with what he said. He could have done it better. He could have, he, um, I think she was trying to relate to him and, and he kind of, you know, minimized her, her feelings in that moment of saying, you know, what you're going through isn't what I'm going through at all. Um, but again, I also think that, you know, he was, he had COVID, he was away from the women. He was probably stressing out of, I'm, I'm losing time and I need this time to be able to find my person. And so I think he let his emotions just get a little bit involved and, 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 and interject, um, and, and, and in a high pressure environment, uh, again, like I, I see, I could see that that's where it got the best of him. I think he could have handled it better, but he said that as well. So my thought is, is all right, Zach, you, you, you felt you could handle it better. You said that you, you looked, you watched it back. You see where she's coming from and you realize where you made a mistake. All right. Forgiven. That's simple. So that's, that's how I feel about it. But what are, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's always good to admit when you're wrong. Well, Clayton, I've never made this a secret on this show. I have a job that I really want. Uh, I've never asked for a job from the show. I've never begged for a job from the show, but I've been asking now for two years for this job. Uh, I think it would be my dream job. I never knew I wanted it, um, but here's the headline. Sexy seniors look for TV love. Everything <laughs> to know about The Bachelor's senior spinoff. The ABC reality show will feature older lovers for the first time. Here's the article. It says this. This is not my own words. Pack the Bengay and little blue pills. The Bachelor producer, Mike Fleiss, announced via Twitter that the long-awaited, long-awaited, two years, I've been saying, Clayton, please, ABC, just give me an interview. Like, I would love this show. I would love to just be a part of it. Like, I'll be the guy to pass out Bengay and blue pills. I just want to be around. I'm not asking you to host it. That's a big ask. I just yeah. want to be there. Um, the Golden Bachelor is coming, he tweeted. Uh, so, you know, we can, uh, we, we've been waiting for this. Mike Fleiss has yeah. been teasing this, um, as I said, for a long time. Sounds like it's actually happening, um, which is very exciting. So um, we don't need to go too much into detail on this. It's just now feeling like more official than ever. It sounds like something I want to be a part of and be on. Um, are you excited? Will you watch a senior bachelor dating show? I think it would be fun because individuals at that stage of their life, um, they've lived a lot of life. They've had a lot of experiences. Uh, they've they've learned their strengths, their, their weaknesses. And, yeah. and, and more than ever, they're not finding themselves. They've probably found themselves. I'm not saying like they've all got it figured yeah. out, but um, currently you have a lot of individuals that are in their early to late twenties that uh, are still figuring out what they want in life. And so I don't think you'll have that dynamic. Instead, you'll have someone that really knows what they want. They got no time to BS, you know, around beat around the bush. So like, Hey, I'm here and yeah. I'm ready for it. Um, and so I think that'd be exciting because it'd be a different dynamic. I mean, gone mm -hmm. would be the days of, yeah, we wouldn't have to question if people were there for the wrong reasons. And because and, I, I don't know of many, um, you know, seniors that are, are looking to be Instagram influencers. But, uh, you know, I think that that wouldn't be a dynamic, but it'd be fun to watch. And um, I know that they'll bring on some some some, you know, probably really fun personalities. And they had someone pop out on my my limo and she she came out and she was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not actually here for you. They tease it. And then she got yeah. I was like, hey, you don't got to get back in the limo. Hold yeah. on now. Let's, Come let's on. give this a shot. I yeah. saw the article said so she was 63. I said, where? I said, Hold yeah. on, I like, <laughs> you can mm -hmm. stick around. I like, I like older women. So uh, no, I think it would be a fun show. Um, and there'd be so many different dynamics of play that we haven't seen because individuals at that stage of their life, 
just, I think, operate a little bit differently than individuals in their early 20s um, to mid-20s. So you would, you would, it would be fun. And I probably would tune in. Yeah, I'm pumped. I think it's going to be the greatest show ever. I, I think there's so much to this that I would love. So we'll see if it happens. It's being teased yeah. to happen. Uh, Clayton, that's all we got today. Uh, thank you again for doing two episodes with us this week. Obviously, episode one is catching up with you. Episode two, we're breaking down this week's episode of uh, The Bachelor. Uh, come back soon. Um, fill in any time. It's been a blast uh, getting to talk to you and getting your opinion. Uh, it means a lot that you took this time to do this. Uh, here's how we close out every episode, Clayton. So just follow my lead. This has been another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. Until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Clayton. Great job, buddy. <laughs> Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts... Rachel Cruz and George Camel talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.